0: pandemic got us into a reflective space and made us look inward to see what we can do for the world at large as a self-expression coach I became a catalyst for women and started Vani a one-on-one coaching program for women on finding their voice to speak up to be visible as a storyteller, I spotted that there were many ordinary people amongst us leading extraordinary lives making a difference to the world and they needed to be heard. Thus was born You and I with Rashmi Shetty, where amazing personal journeys with their uniqueness and individuality are showcased, a reaffirmation of the fact that Open your eyes wider, the world is far more beautiful when we acknowledge the presence of both you and I. In keeping with the Divine Feminine celebrations, the Navaratri happening in India and the Breast Cancer Awareness Month coinciding this October, our guest this week is Ina Saini. Hida is a versatile and effervescent leader with global expertise and a passion for creating impact through collaborative and coaching leadership. A double MBA with Operations and Project Management Specialization, she graduated in March 2022 from Cornell University in Executive Management. She brings forth over two decades of steadfast experience in IT program management, operations management, and people management. A breast cancer warrior, she was recently featured in The Times of India and Biocon Stories of Hope. She's an active contributor to the cancer awareness cause and works with multiple recognized platforms, hospitals, and support networks to make a difference in the lives of those battling this dreaded sea. She had passionately led the cancer support network in the India region, a CSR initiative at Cisco to be the first one established in India in February 2020 and has amplified the awareness to over 2,500 lives. Hina is an active public speaker, a dynamic toastmaster, and multiple award winner for both her work and her support in the cancer awareness space. Listen in as Hina shares her battle on how she's thriving in the world today, as an inspiration to everyone she meets. Hi Hina, such a pleasure seeing you after so many years. In spite of staying in touch on and off, welcome to you and I, with Rashmi Shetty.
1: Thank you so much, Rashmi. First of all, thank you so much, heart full of gratitude for choosing me. I mean, your message was totally a surprise. Suddenly, your name flashed on my screen. And see, oh, Rashmi said that I would like to have you on my podcast for a very noble reason, for which we would be talking very soon. I was like, yeah, I have to really grab this opportunity before Rashmi changes her mind. And yes, it's been always a pleasure to be in touch with you. Otherwise not, you have always been my thought because you have played a turning point part in my life. So which I'll never forget. Thank you Hina.
0: you always make me feel special. The Hina Seni the world knows today as is a role model for many things but what I admire about you is the way you've faced life, handled the different tribulations life threw at you and have really come out smiling each time you know yeah. and October is the breast cancer awareness month and for me you're a champion. The very first time we met and you told me that you are a survivor, I've only seen you thrive then on and the way you smile and say it is the best part. Who else but you to be here for this special episode. So first of all, thank you so much for giving time to be here with me for this conversation. But before we get there, I want to know what little Hina was like to the Hina Seni that the world knows you today as.
1: Okay, little Hina was like very important thing. What I usually boast about is that I was not born in hospital. I was born at home. So that is something itself, the journey God has written in stone that your journey started on a unique note. And so as you are unique, one in million. So I make sure that people who know me well, definitely know this point about me. Uh, then the I, I was born in Delhi at my granny's place, uh, being a native of Delhi, a core Delight at heart, uh, now turned a little bit of a Bangalorean, but yes, Delhi flows in the DNA, uh, followed by my schooling in Indore, Madhya Pradesh, till 12th standard I was in Indore, Madhya Pradesh, um, and uh, then the life had taken its turn towards Bangalore, so it's been last 24 years in Bangalore, uh, did my graduation and started my professional career over there. Both my MBAs happened in Bangalore, uh, a distance education. But uh, yes, uh, Bangalore has been a folding chapter in life in many ways at different set of milestones. And uh, this is how a journey in a small capsule. But uh, whatever has been experienced uh, and written so far by the destiny and the universe, I think I have embraced it all. And none of it I would like to change because it has made me a person what I am today. And every experience, more than uh, successes, I think the failures have taught me a lot and made me a better person at every point in time.
0: True, true, Hina. You know, in fact, the title of this podcast is "You and I" because each one of us carries our own uniqueness and individuality, yes. and that is what we are highlighting through the conversation. So, what you are always very happy and optimistic. Were you like this? Uh, Even as a little girl, always happy, looking
1: for reasons to laugh and be part of a happy friends group. As a school girl, I was a very naughty child. I used to be the monitor of the class because usually uh, people make uh, teachers pick up the students right who are the most uh, naughty? that just because they are the monitor they will keep everybody in discipline and there were occasions when things have happened in the class and I was on leave and they have been pointed okay it must have been done by the brat but uh, no it was not me because I was never there in the picture so I was a naughty child a, a quite naughty child. Quite as in, you cannot really make out, yeah, she has done it. Then over a period of time, as in when this city has changed, uh, a different kind of perspective changed, your surrounding changed, eventually you become what you are, whom you are with, uh, what you are reading or what you are watching, etc. So moving from schooling in Indore to Bangalore, had a change of personality because language changed, people changed, suddenly you are in a non-comfort zone uh, and you're coming out of the the productive shell of your parents as in parents were there right there back at home Um, but they're not following you till the college and stuff like that so those were the fears which I was trying to you know face and try to keep up a brave face that, yes, I have that confidence and stuff like that. But most of the time I had that imposter syndrome that, okay, when I used to see others that, oh, you are not enough. Uh, That was predominant there for in the growing up years. I would say it in the first first job also, Uh, because cracking that first job itself was a big thing. And uh, though, especially when there was no pressure from the family, that you have to do job uh, it's like okay you have finished your graduation you can be sitting at home or you make your choices that way thankfully i'm blessed with the right set of parents and right family who just stand by rock solid uh so i was definitely not happy-go-lucky and this cheerful always yes there was a turning point in life when i started seeing life in a different way altogether and then uh, It's not like now I don't feel sad or I don't feel disappointed. I have my lows, but I think I have that maturity now to handle those lows in a much more better way and to handle it by myself. I really don't need a a shoulder to lean on. Most of the time, I think eight out of the ten times, I don't need a shoulder to lean on and I can just come back towards any kind of, after any kind of disappointment. So yes. But yeah, this happy-go-lucky and always tearful, that sets the tone of positivity and high spirit always aside. You are always in that powerful position in your soul. And I always keep reminding myself that. Wow, that's a nice statement.
0: You're at a very powerful position with your soul.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, that connect is very important. And yes. being an optimist, I feel, is not only positive, but also seeing your challenges very differently. Yeah. And uh, that is something that I have noticed with you. So Hina, in your journey, you spoke about a turning point that came, which changed everything about you. So when did this turning point happen? And what exactly was it? And how did the whole journey happen and go on and come?
1: Okay, so turning point was on 1st July 2010. I think I can, as it is, I'm very good with dates. But this is one date which I will never, ever forget in my life. So, uh, and that was that I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Uh, It was uh, due to a lump which I felt in my left breast and have to, after taking it granted for almost three, four months, I went for the checkup and... uh, mammogram followed by fnac followed by the removal of the lump and the biopsy all the results were pointing towards in one direction which i didn't realize till the final report came or doctors were talking in their own medical terms or moreover i would say to my i was so naive that nobody thinks like right you will get cancer And back those days in 2010, the awareness of cancer was not that much. It was still looked at that horrid sea. Oh, cancer means the end of the world. Your life is going to end. Nobody has thought of any. And I was so naive, Rashmi, that I didn't even knew that uh, the treatment of cancer is chemotherapy. And because of chemotherapy, one loses their hair and you have to face yourself bald. So that level of unawareness I had about this disease as unlike um, any other person, what I knew is cancer means, oh my God, you are going to die. So same level of awareness I had and that moment became definitely a turning point because life just turned upside down. I have to retune everything in life and the entire focus went on that wellness journey which i have to embark on to revive back to where i have put that comma and didn't allow to turn it to a full stop thanks to the people i had in my life at that moment in time the medical team i got were the best ones and the the people who walked in that journey of 9 months of that wellness journey who just became a temporary part of that situation i would say uh just were blessing in disguise when you're talking about it i know
0: you give a lot of talks and create a lot of awareness around this today yeah looking back Hina, uh what was your biggest conversation with the self that helped you come out of this because whatever the outside world says it's what you believe that gets reflected so What were some of those conversations uh, you had with yourself? Do you recall them?
1: Yes, of course. I think I can never forget them, Rashmi. A very good question. And uh, irrespective of how many talks I have given or uh, many times I have spoken about this particular episode of my life, every time uh, I never feel that, okay, why I'm repeating the same thing? Because everybody asks in their own perspective. And that allowed me to look at the situation in a different way altogether. And not that I want to just forget that situation because that situation taught me a lot. So, um, you know, it's very easy to remember your success and uh, keep blabbering about them. But I feel the other way around. One should never forget their low days or failures because those were the important lessons of life. So coming back to the question, what you have asked the conversation, I would like to say three points to that. One, the very first thing what came, I was set to get married in five months. First July was a diagnosis and second December was the wedding Uh, which never happened thankfully I would really say that so uh, it's like the first question what hit me was which is normal for human being and mindset is why me because I told you the kind of unawareness I had so it's like oh my god my world came shattering down a girl who was ready to just walk on the journey of any normal girl of finishing her college uh, was good to do in her career at that moment in time like i was not that ambitious at that moment i had that typical middle class family girl to be honest with you that uh who uh, who has started working uh earning this decent enough because there was no pressure from the family so okay i am meeting my own needs so i didn't have that that Self-respect was there, but I didn't have this kind of thing. Oh, that I have to only spend on myself. I don't have to take from my parents. By God's grace, I never took the money ever from my parents after I started working. But there was never that curtain that, okay, now it's mine, and, and stuff like that. And now I have to settle, have a family, like the normal routine, what a a female wants to do after getting married, have a family, kids and stuff and go on. I was to that extent that I was ready to be a a homemaker. i never had that ambition towards professional career and stuff like that. And suddenly what do you see? That a boulder came in the life. So the question comes, why me? And followed by series of re-opinions because it was difficult for people to believe in the family itself including the patient who is going through it that how come me there was no family history from both the maternal and paternal side then why me second question after I could answer why me I would not say even answer I could just park that aside came that enough of opinions I think I'm ready for this treatment the wellness journey so stop these opinions let's let's start at least come out of it and I have this tendency with I think it started then or or I it or life made me realize then that you should tell me something what you're starting uh that what is the timeline for it even if you're injecting me something right tell me how long will it pain so that I tune my mindset that the pain will be there for 10 days and 10 days then I don't have to really make much noise about it because I know I have to tolerate nobody else will tolerate on my behalf but tell me that for my own tuning mindset or might be it's a the program manager or project manager in me who works on that milestones and timelines that please don't keep things in hanging in the air so every time my treatment was broken in three phases uh, the chemo followed by surgery and radiation and I had clearly asked my doctors that can you tell me the rough timelines i'm not telling you to tell me the date but six cycles means 21 days each cycle so it is easy to break them in milestone you know you can put a success story for yourself that okay one is over two is over That's somewhere you're reaching to finish it so that was the second question to handle the third one was the lessons out of it because i felt walking on that nine months cancer journey cancer journey is not easy for any patient going through it they walk on eggshells or mirror I think I would say but post that is more traumatic one is acceptance of your own body how people are looking at you there are people who don't know it but you have your head telling you that oh you are not seen in the right light so those three stages to cross was the most most difficult hurdles I think I have walked on till I got that confidence that it is what it is now you have to and it took took a good amount of time I think it took me 8 years 2010 I confronted it 2011 I have come out of the treatment exactly after 9 months and 2018 eight, 2019 was the first time and my story was published out I mean it took me good eight years to have that courage to let people know openly that yes I'm a breast cancer survivor it's not that past that people didn't knew but uh, only who knew me closely I have, were aware that i was a breast cancer survivor otherwise i never bothered to touch upon that topic purposefully i never used as a victim card and till date i never do that but 2019 i had that courage to really come up and say because it was important for and that was another trigger of the episode which like now it's high time people should know what a person survived through rather than simply judging that, oh, this has become also a fashion statement that, oh, I have a cancer. There is a reason people who come out have that brave face that they come out and say that either I'm going through it or I have gone through it. So these three stages, I think every patient go through. Why me? And then embark on that journey and finally the post post post-mortem is difficult
0: that's true post-mortem is difficult anywhere in whatever journey you have taken and you're looking back but when it comes to this I like how you said that when you embarked on the journey stage two when uh, you not the first question but the second one you said you wanted the doctors to tell you how many minutes or how many hours the pain is going to be what is the whole cycle like cycle one cycle two but when Does that come after complete acceptance of the condition the body is going to go through this? Did the doctor sit you down and say that this is what is going to be the change that happens after cycle one, this will be cycle two and this will be cycle three, which stage of cancer were you diagnosed? As per
1: doctors said, because I was a triple negative uh, and which is the most, the horrendous one in uh the breast cancer six types of breast cancer whatever has so doctor said stage four uh, fortunately it was not anywhere else in the body except for the breast and the lymph nodes on both the sides uh and yes the doctors never had a choice but to sit with me and tell me this because i became a pseudo doctor by then uh more of an unaware or a naive person I was when I was diagnosed or told this more I started reading as soon as I I got into the phase that now look you know you have got it right you cannot go back to where you were so put a pause here and start looking for what you have to do to correct this situation there was a time when I stood down and when my family wanted one more opinion so I was like enough because going through those tests of opinions is also not easy. You know, multiple doctors touching your breast and trying to trying to figure out if it is yes or no, which most of the time is coming yes. And where it's coming no, they are giving you like all the possible manipulative statement. No, it can be, it can be weight or this can be cured or don't worry about it. But majority are saying yes. So boss, stop it. I mean that's also equally painful because when many people are touching you across psychologically it is impacting me for others it is just the re-opinions and the results which is coming out but a patient go through psychologically multiple things right so I had to put a stop and say let's do this and then when I started reading every session with my doctor when I decided the the course of the journey, course as in they gave me a choice whether you want to do the uh, surgery first or radiation had to be last, but chemo first or surgery first and all then, And then we we had, we as in me and my brother, we had the discussion with the doctors and both of us used to go well prepared with the list of questions and doctors, our doctors luckily appreciated it that very few patients come with so many questions. I said, I'm very clear about the fact it's my body. Doesn't matter whether I stay alive or perish. But even if I'm being injected a normal saline water to clear that particular passage for the next scheme of medicine, you need to tell me what is getting inside this body. And I was very clear about it. At times I was a difficult patient, Rashmi. Some of the doctors and brothers, sisters told me this. But I. it's my body. So... And to, today you are just injecting and going or you are just coming and telling, okay, sleep or you're giving me sleeping injection or pills or whatsoever. Pain is something what I am enduring. I only have to pass it through till it subsides, right? So at least I have the right to know. So yes, I was uh, ready. Doctors sat to me through all the sections All that this will happen every 21 days cycle. And once that gets over, you get three to four weeks of healing time out of the chemo before we really take you on the surgery, because that's itself is a massive phase. Uh, And acceptance, as far as you have asked me. I don't know about others, because every human being is different. It took me a time to accept my own body, how it was changing. Like after I lost my hair. I still remember that day. I was in love with my hair and uh, it it immediately washed off. Like After second chemo, I didn't wash them for almost 10 to 15 days. And then after second chemo, the medicine effect was stronger. So after that 10, 15 days when I washed uh, only scanty places, it was there. And then my brother shaved it off himself. I didn't have the courage to look at myself in the mirror. Entire day I cried. I was not able to believe that yes, I am bald. And the fact that it took me almost six weeks to see myself bald. So it was difficult. It it was difficult. So acceptance for me, even after the treatment, it took me some time because I have seen my
0: aunt who went yeah. through it and I've seen she too had very beautiful hair. and so when the tufts of hair was coming out each time uh, she brushed it, I noticed her and she said every morning
1: when you're getting up, your pillow uh, is full
0: pillow of it. is full of it. yeah, that is so true.
1: That was traumatizing. it
0: is. And as family members, we don't know what to tell her because at that point, there's no words cannot take. It can the so take
1: from, yeah. yeah. Well, any kind of
0: words is not soothing. That is so true. The pain was visible in the eyes, and yes. every time the smile came, it was such a difficult smile. So I remember those moments, uh, which are very precious for me because she was one of my favorites. So when you're talking about this journey and you said it took you eight years to actually accept it and come out and share it, Uh, looking back, Hina, before you got onto the journey of sharing it to the world and telling other people, what prompted you? Because now they do tell us, at least in October, it's written everywhere. Uh, As a caution to women, please check your breasts. If there are any lumps, go meet the doctor, do, do a mammography and check and all that. What prompted you to do that? Because many of us don't do it. So uh, what is it that made you even check yourself out?
1: Uh, You mean to say for the diagnose? Yeah, very first
0: time for you to even realize you have it. Was it very apparent and that's why you decided to go in for a check? Or it was just something that you casually found and then you decided to go in?
1: No, it was very apparent as I took, as I told you, I took it for granted for three to four months. Uh because um uh my wedding was this yeah. decided, right? Absolutely. So I was all engrossed in arrangements and stuff like that with the family and all. And it so happened that before taking any further steps, in fact, when the diagnosis happened, I was destined to fly for the final set of shopping and stuff like that from Bangalore. And uh, I thought before doing that, when I told my mother about this, that this is what I'm feeling while taking shower. So she said that, let's get it checked. Usually it is very common because I was just 28 years old. Uh, So she said, this is normal. And I showed it to my uh, my mom's regular gynecologist. Prior to that, I never even ever saw gynecologist also. So she also, when she just uh, did the clinical checkup, she said, it's normal because you're just mere 28. So she also didn't in injected any fear or sort of thing. And she just told me that just do a mammogram and then we'll see what is the next steps. Uh, and uh, I think that's when it happened that I have did the mammogram and uh, the diagnosis came out. Yes.
0: Yeah. So we are now in 2018 when you decided you you'll come out. But what was there a particular instance? Was there somebody you met? What prompted you to come out in 2018, 2019 to share your story? Was it the awareness or the lack of it that made you decide that, no, I think I should go out and tell the story? What prompted you?
1: So uh, one uh, was that uh, in 2019, I got associated with one of the women's organization called as Corporate Diva. So the founder of that organization, she... Were also encouraged me that why don't you come forth and share the story through and uh, make people more aware about it I was a little hesitant because so far eight years went by didn't bother to do it people who came to know well and good otherwise it's okay I was quite numb about it and not, not like trying to get anybody's attention to that chapter of my life things were going fine I was flourishing in my career seeing the regular progression and cancer made me really ambitious towards achieving something in life made me that girl what you spoke about that always happy positive cheer because it's a second life what I got and now I can't take this for granted It's not like I don't crib and cry and go sad now. Everything I do, I'm a human being. I have not changed as a human being. But I have become less towards those things and more tolerant towards how life throws the surprises across. And I'm like, okay, please come. Let's face this way also. I have become that lioness, you know, who is ready to have that (laughs) immense resilience. Every time something comes up, I soar back. So can I take you back
0: then uh, to the moment when the doctors declared that you're cancer free a year went by two years went by you were cancer free. What is it that you were telling yourself each time a report came, which was signal green, everything fine. What were you telling yourself each year?
1: See, every time before the report, uh, Rashmi, I had this goosebumps, honestly speaking. Yeah, it yeah. is like as if my 10th and 12th board exams results is coming out that God only knows what will happen. Because uh, till 2011 is the last PET scan which happened after the, after that they said that treatment is over, you're cancer free. But you continue to do your PET scan because uh, one is triple negative and stuff like that. So every six months. Annual
0: annual or every? No, no, it
1: was uh, the the first three years, it was six months. So till 2013, I was doing every six months. And every six months, there was like this fear god only knows because there was this fear which has been inserted in you that triple negative you might it might come back irrespective dis- of the fact that you have done a mastectomy and reconstruction of your breast so that element is out one good part about a positive side if you have to see of some sorts of cancer it is like where the organ is removable at least you eliminate the fear of reoccurrence and it add more years to your life for sure if you take the right care about your body and really treat it like a temple so it ha- it at least eliminates that fear but still you don't know right uh, so every time after a green signal of a pet scan i used to feel that yeah i have won another 6 months not even few years i have won another 6 months Because next test will happen after six months. Then in 2013, finally, in November 2013, when I had my last PET scan, then doctor said that uh, we have done it quite rigorously for last three years, six or seven PET scan happen. And PET scan radiation is not that, uh, like it's not advised to go through those again because your entire body goes through those radioactive radiation, right? Uh, Till the brain. So doctor said, now let's not encourage it more unless you feel otherwise. Because by that time, I was leading a very active lifestyle. I, In fact, for seven months, I was not in India. I was in US. I was traveling and I was doing all the possible things, like all the possible adventure sport I did in US. So doctor was also convinced that, yeah, you are back to track. So let's give it a pause, not even a comma. Let's give it a full stop right now. Unless you feel otherwise and everybody body signal them, right? If you feel something wrong that, yeah, now this is the time to go to doctor. So then we can think of it. And touch food by God's base. I haven't felt that so far. So life is going good. Yeah, good. I do my regular medical checkups, uh, a body checkup, which I do regularly. Oh. But yes, uh, a need of PET scan has not yet come. And by God's grace, yeah, it is It is fine so far. Great.
0: So you spoke about corporate diva, Deepika. Uh, yes. Jehan, who, uh, so she did,
1: interested me, yeah. but I was a little hesitant. And then I happened to... Uh, and But she was a persistent. She's like, if not daily... Every week, twice or thrice, she used to just nudge me. That think about it, it's not just for you. Forget, I'm not trying to publicize you. She was not trying to market me, but she was thinking of a larger audience because it's important for women to know to take care of their own body. We come first, right? Unfortunately, we tend to keep ourselves last. Who comes first is the family, the kids, the husband, the in-laws, the parents, but not us but rather it should be the other way around if your cup is not full how you will pour the love and affection to the others in family so that is something also changed completely after cancer might be I'll, I'll come to that part later and it so happened that i happened to attend one of the family function and during some of the conversation it, that one of the the far family member said that it's a big deal if you have conquered cancer these days it happens to celebrities also that i think became a hit in my thing like people think that cancer is a celebrity thing no it's not a celebrity thing it doesn't ask you whether you're a celebrity or a common man you're rich or poor dark or fair it just happens if your body if it is destined to happen i'll tell you i have seen the fittest of people being diagnosed i have seen the obese of people being diagnosed i support i'm connected with a lot of cancer support groups so i am always at least one or two cancer patients whom i support in in a silent way by checking on them by telling them and stuff like that always on my whatsapp group so it's like uh you can't just put a curtain or a thing in your mind that it's a celebrity disease That point became like a trigger in my head that boss now I will become a celebrity because of this now if you're thinking if it's a celebrity disease let me publish my story and when I came back from that event of my family I spoke to Deepika I said I think I'm mentally ready If you are, because that time the the conversation with because somewhere she also gave a pause that, okay, let me not disturb her too much. So if you are also again ready, I am ready to uh, take it forward. And it's thanks to her, her platform became the the first go-getter to publish that story of mine. In fact, the first time I penned down my story, it was eight pages. And I, yeah, because that was the first time I think I was pouring it out on the heart. And thanks to you, remember, you taught me to write everything. And uh, I was pouring it on the laptop and went eight pages of Word doc. I couldn't, I was, I was surprising myself that I poured my heart out on it. I sent it to her. I did mention to her. I said, this is way too long. People don't have that attention span these days. Why we have reels instead of long videos? Because attention span is only 15 seconds to 30 seconds these days. So I don't know whether you will publish this or not, but please go through it. She went through it. She was overwhelmed with emotions. She had her heart and eyes swell with tears and stuff like that. But she said, try to truncate it. And then we'll see. I could bring it down to three and a half page uh, by truncating it. And then I said, bef- below this, I think I don't know whether I'll do justice to the story or not. <laughs> and then she said, let's publish it. And as you also very well said, people who want to hear will hear. So similarly, she said, people who want to read, will read till the last full stop. Otherwise, they will not. And you Rashmi, Urashmi, it was uh, overwhelming stuff for me. First of all there were when when she published it i still remember on 19th of february 2019 she published the story and uh, there were like sea of responses what i got on the platforms she has published including my whatsapp bringing from unknown people from unknown quarters whom i have not in touch with for many years there were people whom I have been interacting on a regular basis, but they never knew. I thought they knew it. Like usually the grapevine and years to years things travel, right? But there were people who told me, we never knew you have, have struggled with something like this. And there were pores of words of encouragement and all kind of... Nowhere somebody has sympathized with me. That was a good part. But I think I felt that that was the best thing what I did. And after that, it was history. I just, many people read it through. I got a chance on Biocon, with Biocon, uh, there a feature film was done. Then with Karnataka Cancer Network Society there, uh, they have called me as a speaker. Uh, post that uh, I was featured on Times of India as uh, when I was with Cisco, they gave me an opportunity to be featured with Times of India so and many hospitals called me to share the story couple of people did the po- podcast on this so i think i have never felt that oh why i'm repeating it again and again because as i told you you are asking a different set of questions all together so everybody and every time a different set of audience is watching it now it's your network who will do it so somewhere the things are getting multiplied and everyone will have their own set of takeaways Whatever I want to give as a takeaway, not necessary people will take that, right? So let's not stop this. Wherever you can and to how many ears and eyes you can make it reach, just do that. And you never know at that point in time, any quote of mine or any point of encouragement become that encouragement point for that particular person. And I think there my job is done. Uh, Even for a fraction of second or for that day, if somebody's day is made, I think my purpose to do this thing over and over again is uh, achieved.
0: True, true. And I think the more the awareness is spread, the more women bring these conversations out in the open. Yes. And it's so important for us. It
1: is very important. Especially we women fear of doing mammogram. Because one is it's painful. Second is what if. Like what if the fear of result. Stop us to take the action.
0: True. Very very
1: so right. That is something which should be eliminated. Yeah. Ideally. I mean, I think as a breast cancer awareness month, it should also be written somewhere that the men in the family or the men in the ecosystem, doesn't matter, it has to be in the family also, every man should take at least two women for mammogram in this month of October. By that, at least you will it the chances of getting cancer, being diagnosed late.
0: Yeah, that is true. And uh, you said you had an overwhelming response. A lot of people are calling you to speak. A lot of people got in touch with you who you didn't even know. Is there any particular story that is close to your heart, Hina? Maybe you don't mention their name, but sharing your story made a difference to their life?
1: Oh yeah, there are many, um, Rashmi, it's like uh, many people who have, uh, who are going through this and when they heard about it, they have uh, pinged me that uh, you have really put up, a- because I just didn't ma- shared my story. As I told you, the third step that post-cancer, uh, dealing with people and their expectation and the way the responses came, that was more difficult. So I shared the lessons learned also as a part of my story and that was something which hooked the people more. So there were many people who felt that yes I have read your story multiple times too. There were people who read it multiple times. I mean going through a blog of three and a half page multiple times at least two or three times itself is a big thing. So that that was encouraging enough for me also. So yes, there were many people who have felt that yes, when she can do it, why can't I? And they have strived on that journey. Awesome. And there are many people who just came for the temporary phase, you know, just read my story. I was with their journey in that cancer phase. And now we're not in touch. But at least I'm thankful that yes, they I could make a difference in those 9 to 10 months whenever the treatment was on but see when once i get associated with a patient i make sure that every once in a week or though i tell them that when you're going through this phase no it becomes difficult to talk to your own family Uh, not that you don't want to talk to them but both the parties the patient plus the caretakers including the friends and the families go silent the caretakers don't know what to say what is right and what is not right okay what will irritate them what will fume them and suddenly and they also have their pain i mean especially a parent seeing their child going through something so drastically changing a sibling seeing their sibling going through something a friend seeing watching their friends like who were doing all the activities and suddenly they are just in the cocoon of their bed and working and all like that. So it is difficult for them to also express. Everybody needs a different person to talk to who will not judge them. Plus they can just lighten their heart and all. And so is with patient. I would not like to really cry in front of my mother if I'm going through the pain because that will make the pain of a mother more aggravated. So... I always tell the patient who I'm connected with that even if you want to just pour out something no, and you feel that it's not even on the call, feel free to write a WhatsApp message to me without even the expectation of me responding to it. Even if it's at 2 o'clock in the night because most of the time cancer patients don't get sleep in the night. At least I face those issues. You get all the possible thoughts in the night. So feel free to write as many as WhatsApp messages. Might be What I feel, right, I will respond to it whenever I see them. Or at least you will pour your heart out. Somewhere you will drain it out, right? That is very important. It is important to empty your suffocation somewhere and feel light. Then only the fresh air will come in. Very, very true. Yeah, so I always tell uh, those folks and many of them follow it somebody if they don't do it then I do a practice that at least once in a week I ping them how are you doing is everything okay is there something I can help you with then stuff like that so that part I do okay you said 2019 you came out
0: 2020 the pandemic hit India yes what India the world itself and the world became a global village everyone Uh, moved virtual yes so it was a bigger platform for awareness creation for you? Uh, Did it move to a wider audience now? Because everything, every session moved virtually. And at that point, what happened to your campaign and awareness uh, uh, talks that were there in 2019? How did it spread in 2020 and then on?
1: Actually, 2020 became a bigger bigger way, as you very rightly said. I have multiplied the places where I wanted to talk about the awareness and more in 2020 because I didn't have to travel and everything is happening virtual there were many organizations who were trying to get in touch and all so multiple podcasts or the speaker series which came out moreover world was leaving that uh, living inside the home for the first time but I think I it was a return for me. Like coming back to the square, 2010, exactly I lived the same way how I lived in 2020. Only thing is by God's grace, this time it was without cancer. Um, and it was not new for me, like living at home and working. The good part is during cancer for those nine months, I never stopped working. I only took 10 days leave for my during my surgery. Otherwise, even during on the days of my chemo, I used to work from hospital. So uh, I used to just shut down the system when that chemo medicines used to start acting up on the nervous system that now I'm not able to focus. So shut it down. And most, all my chemos used to happen on a Friday, which is a little lighter day in terms of your deliverables and stuff like that. So I have Taken only 10 days leave post-surgery because that was uh, a do-or-die phase. But 2020, yes, the things amplified. Uh, my Biocon happened uh, during that time. I got associated with multiple platforms who were supporting cancer patients at that time. Uh, even this Cancer Network Society did something virtually for some college students. So that I got associated with the... Uh, So overall, yes, that was a phase where not only within India, but globally, as you very well said, I could get a chance to let people know that this unfortunate sea is irrespective of the boundaries of a nation, irrespective of caste, creed, color, race of people. It just hits without even telling you, quietly come in and sit in your body.
0: All that you can do is face it when it is.
1: Yes. And I think as far as my experience goes, Rashmi, people only who can face it, know gets it. Like either they have a lot of resilience in them or they discover their resilience after they get it. At least I discovered it that way. I never knew that uh, I have been so strong. And then the strong word became such a burden on my head that now people say, you're so strong, you're so strong. Oh my God, I also can become weak. Please allow me that.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> like that. if there is one word that Hida would like to be described as by Hida, what would that word?
1: Be? I always say I am a phoenix. I like been turned into ashes and then still have soared back so a resilient phoenix rather i would say
0: okay so to this resilient phoenix my question the last question three life lessons that you'd like to leave us at the end of this beautiful conversation
1: number one it's like uh just make sure that whosoever you meet in life not necessary they would be there forever forever is a myth life has taught in a very hard way and uh Just leave them with those notes and memories that if they cannot come back, they should never forget you. They should always remember you with the right thing. Even if this association has happened on a wrong note, but the memories with that association should be so beautiful that you're remembered for those, not for that last minute because of which the knot was tied and things were broken. So that is one thing, what is a life lesson I have learned. Uh, Next, I would say that, uh, which I have learned after a long time and I am always fine tuning. And as I mentioned in the starting, you have played one instrumental role in that on the the tone and the modulation of the voice and stuff like that. Uh, It's like whenever somebody asks you something, Just make sure to remember to answer it with utmost politeness and with the right tone. Make sure to put across your word. I'm such a person who just can't uh, hide my emotions. If somebody can read me, they can read me on the face. Um, And uh, at times, it just overpowers the tone, which, as I said, is a journey. I am just there, but at times the slip happens. We are all human beings. So make sure to answer it in the possible polite way with the right set of words. Put across your point. Don't don't shy away from putting across your perspective because whenever that rewind of things or situation will happen in life, people will not remember the question, but they will remember your answer. So The answer should be well thought and put across. Take a pause, slow down, and then play your cards. Uh, Then the third most important life lesson is uh, being gratitude of whatever life has given you. It's, It's something what I've been practicing from COVID days especially that's where my mindful journey and a lot of meditative journey, a lot of transformation COVID brought in my life uh, in terms of professional, personal, uh, career wise and stuff like that. So it's very important to see what you have rather than focusing on and keep ripping about that. I don't have this. And at times it's normal. We're human beings. We tend to do, okay, this is not happening. That is not happening, but it's important to shift your mind at least two times in a day, as soon as you get up in the morning and before you sleep in the night, that like, be thankful of what you have in your life and be thankful to close your eyes in the night and open your eyes in the morning. I think these are the three things what I would like to give away.
0: Beautiful life lessons, Hina, and like always, a very beautiful conversation. You continue to smile is my uh, prayer. Thank and you. Good wishes uh, to you because I think people like you make us understand how precious our lives. The way is you, so get life, you make it so very important for us, and you make sure whatever you said is a life lesson, you make sure that when you leave the place or you say bye to the person, the person always remembers you with a smile on their face.
1: Yes, I mean, that I definitely make sure, Rashmi. Um, mm-hmm. I tell you so many coaches of mine also that whether you will remember the lesson or not, whatever we have discussed, but you will not forget Hina Saini. So I make sure that aura is left kept lingering in the heart and mind of people. That's more important. More than mind the heart of people. That's important. You know, because that's what you just take away in life. And that's what, like, if you notice, what I'm, I'm what I'm wearing is also. Oh uh, yeah, life. yeah. What does it mean? I designed my
0: life, and then what is below that? I design write, my life and write and my, write my story. own story. Okay, you truly have designed your life. Is this a made-to-order
1: T-shirt? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is made-to-order T-shirt. <laughs> you are just what? and you've written your life i just didn't i just didn't intentionally wore it today it was just uh, (laughs) i'm traveling right now there was very few choices what i had and it so happened and i just realized that before we start this podcast i do why design my life i said i have to highlight this to rashmi for sure (laughs) okay it was hidden all along but
0: now now that you showed me you have clearly written your own story the way you wanted to,
1: and-, and I would like to add this point if it yes. makes a difference, since very pertinent to the subject what we have spoken about today, being that breast cancer awareness month. Uh, God forbid, uh, whosoever have to walk on this path of breast cancer, especially, I think it's a second chance given by God to design your own life, and. Uh, Fortunately, to see the positive side of breast cancer alone, I would not really take the cancer as a whole umbrella. Breast cancer only alone is a kind of diagnose where one has a chance to come out of it. Unless you are in the last years of your life, because unfortunately, then you have multiple elements in the body, diabetes, BP, and other complications might arise. But if you are within your 50s, Or even 60s. 60s is a new 30s these days. So it's like you still have that controllables for you to drive and a second stance to design your life and do what all you have not done. So I think it's for every woman that just stand up. It's unfortunate. Nothing can be done about it. But take the stride in your hand. Go through this wellness journey. I always say not the treatment. I have written it really clearly in my blog. It's a wellness journey. And come out of it and say, now I design my life.
0: And you truly are designing yours, Hina. Thank you so much for this conversation. Honored to have had you on UNI. <laughs> Thank, you Thank you so much. God bless you and continue inspiring. Thanks a lot.
1: Thank you so much, Ashmi.
0: With that, we come to the end of this weekly quest of You and I with Rashmi Shetty. Do let us know if you know people who make the world beautiful. Write in to eye at gmail.com. That is R-A-S-H-M-I dot T-H-E-T-H-I-R-D-E-Y-E at gmail.com. Come. Let's explore this amazing world together, both you and I.